No, we just need to perk up a little, that's all. That's my nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Love Life Hacks. I am your host, Tracy Love. And I am Chris Silver, also your host. Also my husband. Also my wife. That's weird. (laughs) That whole situation is weird, but we're going to keep it. Um, Because, you know, sometimes weird is okay. We're here for the weird. Thank you. I feel seen. It's a good start. This podcast is called Love Life Hacks. So this is about love life. What's new with the love life? What's new with your love life? What's really going on? We're talking about everything around love life. So from are you looking for a partner right now? Mm -hmm. Are you in a relationship, dating, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing somebody, committed, engaged, married, wherever you are in your love life journey, we're talking about these things. We're the love life news and sometimes also the love life advice. Sure. Because we're massively qualified. We've been married a year now, almost. Almost. On 2-22-23, we will celebrate our one-year anniversary Mm -hmm. because we were married on 2-22-22. So that makes us absolutely qualified to pass out advice. Yeah, I mean, who here has some bad experiences in their past with love? Come on. (laughs) Everybody. So the thing is... Had you known us before, had you asked us, you might have been able to avoid that. Oh, shit. Because we're the love life hacks and we can help you love. Choo choo. Let's talk about you people. Excuse me? So dramatic. She's talking about the film. We just watched the film You People starring Jonah Hill and Lauren London. Mm hmm. And now, of course, Eddie Murphy. Come on. And Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. And Neil Long. And uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And David Duchovny. And mm-hmm. everyone else. Honorable mention goes to, oh, Ben Pimpin says, Pim Pimpin says, Pim Pimpin. Mm, you asked me his name while we were watching. Good damn Oh, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, it's one Stop. of those names that you know when you see him. Let's not go there. And it's okay. I knew it. We're not we going there. Thing. Yes, We're we will. This out. No, I'm a bad oh brown God. person right now. I apologize to all our listeners. Right. Yes, I know. do. No, you need, we need to record this show. Huh? I know, but I this, this answered it while we were watching, and now it's gone. No, it's okay, gone. I need to leave. We, we need to. We need to start no. talking about something else. Yes. No. Anyway, why are we talking day about day? Oh, day day. What's your name? All right. Go ahead. Well. In this podcast, we're going to always have a small segment at the beginning where we talk about what's been going on in the world of love. Now, that's not just people that are dating news on maybe celebrities or something that are dating or or breaking up or getting married or whatever. It's also, is there a cool movie out that's great for couples? Is there, did something else happen? Did some legislation pass that has something to do with marriage and love or whatever it ends up being? Whatever is going on, we want to talk about, you know, the news from a love perspective every week. Or every other week, depending on how many of these we do. We'll find out. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, You People kind of stood out as a film in the last couple of days. Great date movie. Interesting movie about love and troubles on the way to love, for sure. Troubles on uh, troubles in interracial dating. Hello. Also. I like the fact that it wasn't just a regular brown person and a regular white person. I like the fact that they were Muslim and Jewish coming together. 
Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I don't think we've seen that in an interracial dating film before. Yeah, no. And that, of course, also quickly brings us to the some of the things in the movie that we had real fun with and some of them that we were kind of like, eh, about. Mm-hmm. Right. Because on the one hand, especially in the first third, I was laughing a lot about the, if exaggerated, but still kind of funny, exaggerated in a funny way, uh, way that Jewish life was shown. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and also the way that her Muslim side was shown. You were laughing at that? <laughs> I thought it was done in You People was fun and also interesting and then at some point annoying because it obviously does play with stereotypes which is what you do when you do a comedy about culture clash. Mm-hmm. Right? You mm-hmm. play with stereotypes mm-hmm. and in the beginning I enjoyed the stereotypes including many of them that kind of rang true about Jewish life, because I know a lot about that. Right. Um, How did you feel about the stereotypes about being Black in America? Um, Dated outside of my race before, and the stereotype of your friends and your family being so curious about what you're going to talk about or... Mm how you're going to relate or how you're going to break it to your family members. That was real. That was pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've also dated out of my race before (laughs) and have known similar conversations and troubles. I wondered, side note, I wondered if there were longer scenes with her girlfriends because I would have loved to... I've heard how they really felt about her marrying Jonah Hill's character. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it felt like she didn't have she didn't have that much of a circle outside of her family, right? Because the movie focuses so much on the family. Well, she does have. She a, had the girls. She, she has a friend. She has she some had friends. The girls. Yeah, yeah, she does. It's true. There was the uh, the bachelor the bachelorette. But party. the movie makes it a lot, of course, about. Uh, the families that's where the whole strength of that's where the story is anchored i guess i thought it was very interesting that the jewish characters were the goofy insecure ones who never know how to behave in front of black folks about the film overall I mean, I make movies myself. <laughs> I'm a writer and a producer. And so, of course, in some ways, um, I have a hard time watching films without critiquing them from that place. Um, I felt that the movie didn't quite know what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It felt like it wanted to be a very broad audience rom-com, which means a lot of stereotypes, a mm-hmm. lot of broad strokes type of characterizations, mm-hmm. meaning people don't feel very authentic. They're fun, but they're not really authentic as characters. However, then they also wanted to discuss some pretty deep, uh, more cutting-edge topics. It doesn't quite work, I feel, deeper controversial issues that I would have liked to hear more about, but it doesn't work when the characters are so superficial. And so, you know, so much of a caricature. So I feel the movie kind of lost itself after about a third to a half of the film. It became a bit of a farce. And the other thing I didn't love, I loved Eddie Murphy in it. I thought a lot of the acting was actually really great. Um, And there was quite a a lot of fun uh, dialogue writing Mm -hmm. and dialogue dynamic. 
I didn't care for just how the story unfolded eventually. And I was not a fan of the chemistry between oh, the two. Lauren and Noah. Mm, Noah. Mm -hmm. Noah? Uh, Jonah. Jonah. It's like, I knew it didn't, <laughs> it didn't feel right. Some other Jewish name. It didn't feel right. <laughs> um, yeah, the chemistry was lacking. I think overall, I feel like I feel like they were supposed to be younger characters, so they were supposed to have a hard hmm. time communicating. Interesting. I would have enjoyed seeing more mature conversations and interactions between the two of them. Yeah, and you see, like in the beginning, the one thing that I think Lauren London is best at in this film is when she's opinionated and kind of, you know, at the beginning she's not so crazy about him, and she's giving him a lot of. Uh, critique like she, she's not making it so easy for him mm -hmm. at the beginning I thought that was actually her strongest part and her strongest phase in the movie or, or their strongest phase together yeah as soon as she's sort of trying to just or supposed to be on his side and loving him I just somehow didn't buy it mm. just the energy between them she does strong black women very well I mean that's I know that's a cliche um she was giving him a hard time. That, True. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of us do. But the thing is, every time, I mean, you see it in movies all the time. Uh, you know, some love relationships in movies work. This is a love podcast. But it's a beautiful thing to talk about. Romantic comedies. Tell me about couples that, in, that screen couples that you feel have like your favorite dynamic, like where you just the chemistry is just right. You just buy that they're into each other. Comes to mind is films like Love and Basketball and Love mm -hmm. Jones. Mm hmm I know you also like Pretty Woman. I love Pretty Woman. That's a dynamic love, you were buying too. Love. Yeah. Big mistake. Huge. So you see, there's something there that I just didn't feel between Lauren London and Jonah Hill. And sometimes that just happens. It doesn't have to do a lot with how the film is written or mm -hmm. told. It's just that these two actors might not have that particular... It's interesting because Smart. as I was watching it, I was thinking, she's the only actress I envision representing a Southern California black girl. Mm. Interesting. I really can't imagine any other actress in that role. Favorite part of the film yeah. was? Tell me. Her engagement ring. The engagement ring. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the film, okay, <laughs> he gives her a very small engagement ring, and his black friend tells him that that's not oh, going to yeah, fly. Oh, yeah, she was dope. She was great. That's not going to fly. I love it. Um, it's not going to fly with a, with a black woman. And she tells him, you're going to have to make up a story, and he makes up a story that's his, his grandmother's Holocaust ring. Um, which is, I mean, you know, Jews are allowed to make fun of, or make jokes about the Holocaust, not make fun of. Sure, whatever. My great grandfather died in the make Holocaust, and yeah. I've made I've made jokes about the Holocaust with Mel Brooks. So qualified. I'm qualified. All I'm saying is, it helps me sleep better at night mm -hmm. walking in the world with a similar ring. Yeah, so I gave my wife a small engagement ring because I... And he loves up, it. I grew I up in Europe, it. and I chose a stone that I knew was meaningful for the both of us, a citrine. It's a citrine, my birthstone, yeah. beautiful. 
And I really felt that the, like the smallness of the ring was extremely elegant and just fit your personality um, very well. Of course, that's a smile. Hours face. later, hours after the engagement, your sister or, or like someone in your family is already making fun, <laughs> saying that, they need uh, a magnifying glass to find on. the stone. My sister said. Oh my God, this ring is so small. I need a magnifying glass. I go, oh, how big is your ring? Oops. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Ooh, I know. That was, that was a sick burn. I know. It's what we do. It's how we show love in our uh, family, which we'll talk about that. We'll talk about jokes and relationships and <laughs> how sometimes jokes within the family should stay within the family. Mm -hmm. What's funny in this house should stay in this house. Who How about knew? That? Whoops. Who knew? <laughs> I couldn't have the same sense of humor with my husband as I do with my family. Well, and in a way that happens in the movie too, with you people. I mean, there's, you know, uh, they feel comfortable talking about things and joking about things with each other and all of a sudden, especially parents, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden realizing, whoops, wait a minute, that's in this setup, it's not okay. Right. It doesn't work. So overall, how many thumbs would you give you people? Out or of would how you? many? Out of four or five? Or out of two doing? thumbs. Oh, two thumbs. <laughs> I thought we were doing like stars and things. I'm sorry. Okay, out of thumbs, I would give it one thumb up. I would give it two thumbs up for effort and um, relevance and timing and hey it's worth it's 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 entertaining oh i watched and it's got it. eddie murphy hello it's a family yeah. film i watched it with my grandmother in the mm. room i mm. heard her laughing i'm sure it was really turned on by the beginning by the beginning by mm. those things that were discussed in the very first moments I know, I know she does not appreciate some of the words that were said there i don't think she liked the film at all no i, I did hear her laughing at some parts mostly eddie murphy's but Grandma Josephine is a very proper lady. Right. Mm -hmm. I think she wanted it to go deeper. But I won't speak for her. Mm -hmm. But she wanted the film to go deeper. As did I. But I think it was appropriate. I think it was timely. And um, I think it might inspire some more interracial relationships. Okay. Not saying that that was its goal. I'm not sure if I should say anything about that because is it desirable or not? I don't know. I'm happy in my relationship with you. I don't really look at interracial relationships as a general topic of like, you know, do we want more in the world? Do we want less in the world? Yeah. I just feel for those that are in these relationships, my children came out of an interracial relationship and I'm used to living in this reality. Um, I feel it's important for, to, to let people know that it's okay and that they can be comfortable in their reality because love is love. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I also believe that so many people live in fear of something new. <laughs> that was another film about interracial That's true. Dating. Nice one. I think I think I think so many people are um fearful of it and mm -hmm. they don't understand that there could be a Jonah Hill out there who is into sneaker culture, who is into hip hop, who can share some of the same likes and dislikes. Um, mm -hmm. I think there are, are a lot of Jonah Hills who 
maybe afraid of women like Lauren London and mm. who feel like a Lauren London will never give them the time of day so they never shoot their shot. Right. Or they think they have to know everything about the sneaker culture first too, which would also be a weird stereotype, right? Because, um, I mean, I just feel when it comes to relationship, it's important to share some interests, but at the end of the day, it's so much more important to see each other in a way that others don't see you, mm-hmm. you know, and see your partner in a way that's supportive, that's loving, that's um, uplifting in a way that others just don't. Right. And that is something that doesn't necessarily require knowing, like liking all of the same music that your partner does. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my God. I mean, in this movie, they do. In this movie, they happen to sort of be into the same things or Jonah is great at basketball and stuff. This guy will talk about composers and I'm like, <laughs> and not even just composers, conductors, not even mm-hmm. composers. Those people are musicians, conductors of symphonies. I'm like, I'll be like, if, okay, you, if you ever listen to Mahler's know. Fifth, make sure you listen to this or that recording. Yeah, but that's, see, I'm, I have a conductor in my family that happens. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, but I've also, you know listen to a lot of like from from way back dating myself here properly or you know from the old school days i've listened to hip-hop as well and then a ton of other music every music pretty much yeah but we're talking about what I'm i just don't eclectic know in my taste we're talking about what yeah. i don't know sure about. sure yeah. and how i can't share that and that knowledge with right. you yeah and you can't share quite the joy that i would feel in listening to the goldberg variations yeah i'll have to google that mm-hmm but that's cool. And I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Yeah, but that doesn't take anything from me being extremely in love with this woman and being in full of, full admiration of you and having so much fun being with you. you know, I mean, it does not. I don't need you to like everything I like. I think there's this thing out there because I'm just saying that because we're, we talked about the movie and the movie has a lot of pop culture stuff going on because mm-hmm. it's Tons. clearly almost in a way that I feel is a little overly done it's trying to really appeal to young audiences you know like, right okay hey, hey which drink what's the word for that you? pandering mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh that. yeah for sure yeah a little bit but um you see that's another thing where you know often i see on on social media um the stuff of like if you don't get what this is what this meme is talking about then you're not for me or mm-hmm. if you don't know every name from Star Wars, then you're not for me or something. Right. I feel that's a misconception. It could very well be that someone could love you for your uh, things that you're geeky about, but does, they don't necessarily have to geek out about all the same stuff that you do just to be a good partner for you. Well, this is great. So let's talk about preferences. Preferences. All right, let's do it. Right? Um, if I prefer that I can geek out with my partner about Star Wars... Am I limiting myself? Yeah. Um, well, the question is, how much do you really expect out of a relationship? Okay. So since this is our first episode and we're kind of grooving into this, mm-hmm. when you and I got together, we knew each other as friends for several years, mm-hmm. a good number of years, Yeah. Um, but had never really come to a point of seriously considering dating. Mm-mm. one another no and then at some point when it clicked and when we were ready to date each other we found out that we had both done what oh yeah we got very specific about what we wanted and we wrote out a list we got very intentional about our partner 
which we had done separate from each other, which was separate. so cool. Uh, we no, had no, both no. spent sort of consciously spent quite a bit of time alone. Mm -hmm. We had decided to both be single for a while and sort of just figure out what we actually wanted in I, a relationship. I, I covered an entire sheet of paper. Actually, it was a menu from a restaurant in Venice Beach. I covered top to bottom, left to right, all of the characteristics. I wrote down all of the characteristics I wanted in my partner as if he were here in present Stop tense. right now. You're going to make me feel like a dish. Uh, any, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're not a snack, honey. You're a Here whole meal. All week. But yeah, so I had separately done the same thing. I had done some work on myself in general, figured out a lot about myself and what I actually really wanted in life. And I had written down a list of, of the things that mattered to me that I really wanted out of a relationship and the things that I felt I actually deserved from a partner. Things that I said, you know what, this is non-negotiable. Whoever comes into my life, whoever I let into my life next, these are things that are just required, that mm -hmm. I just need to have. And when I look deeper into that, into what actually makes me happy, what actually makes me feel worthy and loved and mm -hmm. protected and, and all the things that we desire, admired, um, supported, you know, when I looked at all these, all those things and, and came up with qualities, I realized it's really not that much about if she likes all the same movies that I do or likes right. all the same songs that I do right. or, or wants to watch sports with me a lot. You know what I mean? Can you I can give do me, that with my buddies. Can you give me three examples? Okay, so uh, an important example was humor. Like that is important to share humor with each other and mm -hmm. to be... Um, you know, what was really important for me, way above everything, uh, above humor and intelligence, which are huge for me, mm -hmm. um, was a killer body. I'm joking, <laughs> uh, even though I got that. Woo no, what was, what was important above all was the idea that it's someone who understands what commitment means, who mm -hmm. truly gets what commitment is and is a commitment person mm -hmm. because i made the mistake in the past we all have our childhood wounds and our issues and i'm not going to go into a therapy lesson here not yet but something that i did to myself for many years and often and except in you know the successful moments of my life but in some less successful moments of my life what i did to myself was letting people in who were very very non-committal and i didn't right. feel like i deserved for someone to commit to myself because i've gone through something like that in my childhood um, it's people who would eventually just not even have another choice than to let me down because that's just how they were it mm -hmm. wasn't their fault mm -hmm. it was me creating that and so I realized commitment matters to me I what I want out of a relationship is the absence of fear the absence of doubt I don't want to worry about my partner right and in order to to have that kind of freedom of love and really feeling safe in a relationship I need someone who is a committed individual. And that was mm -hmm. number one on my list. Right. Most important. Right. Patience was a big thing for me on my list, yes. it seemed like. Patience. I feel like I even said the word compassion at least three times mm. when I was rereading it the other day at, at, at Gloria's house. Mm -hmm. I feel like I heard compassionate, compassionate, mm -hmm. compassionate. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the thing is that you are... You're a smart, quick, funny, witty person. A lot of people probably 
at first sight see you a lot of those things about you, you know, with an elegance. Um, and I think it's 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 easy to forget that you just like everybody else, despite your strength that you show. I'm a sensitive little baby. You're, you're someone who, and <laughs> guess what happens every night? You know, what? you, you, you want to be held. You oh. be, you, well, that part <laughs> we don't need to talk about here. <laughs> Not yet. Um, Save that for the next episode. The nights aren't bad okay oh, <laughs> no but but you are someone who likes to be protected and to be and to be cared for and and and, and when you're you, you need that one place in life where you could just be authentic of what you're going through mm-hmm. yeah and the things that are not cool and fun because That's when you're right. out there you're an actor you're also a, someone who cares and takes care of a lot of people mm-hmm. which was another thing that was on my list i i wanted someone who's very giving because mm-hmm. I'm very giving. And, mm-hmm. um, only people that are very giving also understand. You know, they need someone who can receive from them and right. vice versa. And, and, and they need someone who also gives back to them. And personally, this may not be on everyone's list, but I needed someone who understands true freedom. Mm. And who can be confident mm-hmm. in the relationship while still giving me freedom we're gonna get there in many conversations in the future Mm -hmm. we have topics prepared for you for upcoming episodes about just that right because the thing is that i mean (laughs) that was our dog growling in her sleep um see a lot of relationships don't work out because when we're not feeling truly safe around our partner or when we mean we're just not really feeling safe period in ourselves Mm -hmm then sometimes we're trying to replace that lack of, like we're trying to fill that hole by controlling something. And then we're trying to control our partner. Right. We're trying to prevent ourselves from feeling hurt. Right. So if I can control you and your behavior, then I won't be hurt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's that simple. And I I think that brings us back to the conversation on preferences. If I just Mm -hmm. want my partner to sort of be, tailor-made to all the things that I like so they will be exactly how I like what's really behind that conversation in my view what's behind that conversation is I'm not that's the only way I can feel safest if they're sort of a mirror image of me Mm -hmm. right there's a fear behind that when I'm coming from freedom and the choice of my partner Mm -hmm. that I can say she can I can admire her and be fascinated about things that I don't even understand that she's into right I can be amazed and, and I can applaud her for going to spaces that I've never gone in that her takes, life. That takes courage. In her journey. Exactly. And it takes a strength and a stability. But again, when the fundamentals of the relationship are there, when you truly understand, going back to having the list, what your actual needs are, not preferences, but your real deep mm-hmm. main needs, the mm-hmm. things that you deserve to get. Period. When, you, when those are clear in a relationship, and we had those very clear with each other mm-hmm. from day one, mm-hmm. then you can absolutely let your partner Fly. be free and, 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 and explore and experience things out there without always thinking, who is she talking to? What is she doing? Uh-oh. Uh, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Where are they going? Why are you we both like had that? that on our lists, actually, because yeah. I've been married before, and it was 
actually a successful marriage. It didn't end in divorce. It ended because sometimes horrible things in life happen. And, we can and, say and it. my wife passed away. She had cancer. Yeah. But the thing is that it was a beautiful, long, successful marriage with mm-hmm. two beautiful kids. And the thing is that in that marriage, I had the experience of freedom. Mm-hmm. I had the experience that when we were, when she was on a business trip or I was on a business trip, we wouldn't call each other every five minutes and check mm-hmm. on where we were and who we were with. Right. We, it was sort of an unspoken agreement that, you know, I trust you. Go live your life. Right. You know, be free. Experience for yourself. I don't have to be all over your life. And I think I needed that because I too have been married previously and I mm-hmm. did not experience that level of freedom. I won't say he was controlling, um, but there he was kind of emotionally controlling and emotionally manipulative. I'll say slowly because that's actually not fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, when because hindsight is twenty twenty, I don't want to say he was manipulative. We were both young, and he was like most men. I need my female partner to be X, Y, and Z so that I can feel comfortable. Yeah. And I didn't know how to handle a person who couldn't control their own emotions. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of. Um, there were a ton of rifts in the relationship and unnecessary arguments because I was rebellious and kind of stubborn and also aloof and immature. And so is he. I mean, look, the challenge generally is when you're very young, how much do you really know about yourself yet? How much do you really know about what you actually need? All the things we're talking here. Um, Zero. I got extremely lucky that in my late 20s, I did find, you know, my, my, my former wife, I did mm-hmm. find a partner that somehow met a lot of my deeper inner needs and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's lucky for us to have right. that. We had our challenges. We had our arguments and, and, and our growth in our relationship, but it was overall an almost ridiculously harmonious and beautiful relationship where people mm-hmm. are usually looking at us and saying, how come? Like, right. how do you never have any deep conflict? You know, I I see a lot of that as as luck, actually. As do you think you found that again? Absolutely, I feel like one hundred percent that we have that together. So you're a lucky mofo. <laughs> possibly, I mean, possibly I'm just blessed. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, heaven is just good to us. Okay, right. as my grandfather always told me, you know, we're Sunday children. Amen. So, Amen. God is good to us, and mm-hmm. hey, I've had my share of tragedy and sadness in life of course right and i've also had you know tragedy and and sadness in in love relationships but yeah i'm just saying the the difference to today is that this is very conscious i stepped Mm -hmm. into the relationship with you from a very conscious place of conscious place of what i truly needed and wanted in life Mm -hmm. i would not say that when i was 28 years old right that I was that same person. You just kind of stumbled into that. I had that. that same knowledge, you know? Right, absolutely. Today, yeah. in my middle age, I do, you know, as a father of pretty grown kids, yeah. I very confidently know exactly what I want. Right, right. And yeah. I, I've said this before. If we had started dating even a year earlier, I would not have been ready for you and ready mm. for this. 
because I hadn't, I had only recently made that conscious decision that if this is what I want, then this is also who I have to be. Amen. And you see, this is precisely one of the big reasons why we're doing this podcast, because if you are a younger person, no matter if you're younger or older or the same age around our both ages, when you're watching this or listening to this, it's never too early or never too late to start asking yourself these questions. Mm -hmm. And we're going to break them down. There's going to be a lot of detail because you you can talk about this forever, just like we're going to be in relationships forever as long as we're human, Mm -hmm. as long as humanity exists. Um, But overall, just know that, you know, a lot of things can be avoided and a lot of things can be improved by coming to a better knowledge of you, Mm -hmm. who you actually are as a relationship person and what you truly need. Right. Because there is nothing wrong with being clear and uh, unapologetic mm-hmm. about no, this doesn't work for me. Right. This is my, these are my non-negotiable things. Like, right. This is what I want. Period, and I deserve it. And it takes time to even figure out what we want. We have to ask ourselves. Exactly. We have to practice clear, conscious communication with ourselves before we can even jump into a relationship. To then practice clear, conscious mm-hmm. communication with a partner. Right. But I mean, we're doing this, part of part of why we're doing this is because we both believe that this can help some people get there. Absolutely. And, and find that consciousness. Because you might find out when you really do that work, that inner work, mm-hmm. that it is something completely different than you thought it was. Absolutely. It is possibly not your preferences of sports teams and music types but or height something way different oh height (laughs) we could do a whole episode on that yeah it's a preference not knocking any preferences but we just have to ask ourselves why is this your preference what does this preference offer your soul why do people mention it literally the first off like out of the gate i'm always finding that so interesting because i've also proven that wrong many times i've dated people that were taller than me Mm mm-hmm you're about like a half inch taller than me, actually. Maybe like a whole inch, mm-hmm. but... Something like that. Um, but, see, I don't have an issue with it. I also come from a world where it wasn't as important in Europe. It's mm. where I come from. It's Germany, Europe in general. I don't right. see it being such an issue. But I'm pretty shocked when I look around, uh, not because I'm not 6'5", mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, 5'8", 5'9", right. somewhere. Um uh, like, to me, it's just funny um, that so many people, when you ask them, what do you want from a partner, that they will literally tell you height and other numerals first. Like, they'll literally lead with things like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying the same thing you're saying. I'm saying, well, those are preferences. That is not mm-hmm. what your innermost desires are. You've just come to believe we don't that know it is. That. Yeah. Well, you know, if we're not if we're not leading with our soul, we're leading with our eyes. Yeah. So while I'm leading with my eyes, I need to see what I deem as beautiful because I haven't gone deep within myself yet. Yeah, and I'm not saying because I also heard people talk about Jonah Hill and Lauren London and say, why would someone like Lauren London actually be, ever be into someone like Jonah Hill and so on, just from a visual perspective, you know. But like visuals, I'm not saying that you should not uh, have See physical attraction in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never been in any relationship where there wasn't mutual physical attraction. All right. Um, and you absolutely 100% deserve it. But you might still want to open yourself just a little bit to the possibility that it's not exactly something that you can count 
or, or mm-hmm. you know, calculate mm-hmm. um, in numbers. That's crazy. That it might be a little different than you think. Oh my God. What? That's scary. That, yeah. It opens up the dating pool. I've had this mm-hmm. conversation for many years. I have never limited myself on the people that I date. And I've had girlfriends and guy friends ask mm. me, well, how could you? Oh my God, he's short. <laughs> oh my God, he's so tall. Oh mm. my God, he's not black. Mm. Oh my God, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. If I... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, I mean, tell us. Oh no. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you're picking him up. He's not driving. Wow. We share a car. But I have a job. <laughs> Several. <laughs> and we weren't sharing a car when we started dating though. That's true. Tragedy. Oh, R.I.P. Tesla. Mm-hmm. He was rear-ended on the highway. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at me justifying why I'm we're sharing a car. not sharing Elon Musk. It's just a car. This is being justified. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it kept us safe in a really bad crash, my daughter and me. So. Amen. Thank you, Tesla. Amen. But yeah, there are a lot of preferences, a lot of um, outward values that are put first. Right. And again, I'm not saying they're not important. If it really matters to you that you want to get on your tippy toes when you kiss someone, cool. If that's really important to you, then that's beautiful. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. But should it really be on top of your list? Should really be the first thing you look at. And look, just like you feel like you've been lucky and blessed in relationships, mm-hmm. there are some decent partners who are in your height range. Mm-hmm. So let's let's not say this to say like, oh, you'll never find love if you Absolutely. only want to date tall people. No, one hundred percent. Someone might also be just as blessed and just as lucky. Well, it's just since we talked about an interracial love story movie before. Before I've had conversations with people that have told me about you know, racial preferences, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. I, know, I know guys, I know a couple of guys that say they can only date a woman of a particular... Body type and size. Yeah, body and type. Weight. And also particular racial background. Some guys who only prefer Asian women or yeah. black women or whatever. Right. And um, same thing there. doesn't mean that, obviously, in millions of those women, there's quite possibly someone there for you. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely someone there for you who also has all the other things that you want. Absolutely. Um, so by all means, if that's important to you, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But for some people, it might also be that just experiencing yourself outside of your comfort zone in dating might actually open yourself up more to what is it really that matters to me? What am I really looking for? What am, you know, what, what am I really about? Because I remember, like, <laughs> I've been on dates with, black women who said to me who, who were starting to sort of talk about all their disappointments with black men and I said no no we're not gonna do that here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, not, I'm not going to be with you because you're disappointed like, oh, right. uh, of black right. men because I can actually introduce you to some wonderful black men absolutely and, you know, I have great you know a lot of really amazing guys that I know mm-hmm. that you should meet them because I, 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 I don't want to be someone that them. you're saying, technically, I'd rather be with a black man. I just have lost faith in black men. Like, that's, oh, God, it's so sad. That's, that's horrible. It's so sad. That's horrible. And I, I, that's not great for... That's another limiting belief. Yeah. And I just feel it's bad for humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me or, 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 or how attractive I would have found that person or something. It just didn't feel right to me. Now, I will say, yes. on that note... Before you and I started dating, mm-hmm. I did write off white men. 
Whoopsie. I will say that. Okay. So you all out there, if you really don't want to date a white man, don't write them off completely or you'll get one? Well, no, 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 because a distinction must be made. <laughs> yes. You are not American. Mm, okay. German Jewish, like. Because <laughs> some people come with a Nazi argument and I'm like, well, sorry, the Nazis killed a lot of my people, so. But yeah. Okay. So then we were as united friends. as friends again. And then we were... Making out in the car? <laughs> I am a Christian woman. Anyway. That brand we, new Tesla. Read a Tesla. White seats. Oh, dragonfly. Dragonfly. Anyway, that's what I called it. Was it um, yeah, we were united. And then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm. Is it white men? Or is it just white American men? No offense to any white American men listening to this, but... And the willingness to be open and to say, okay, you tell me, what is this like for me, for, for you? What do you think I could do better? I'm stunned at how hard it is for white Americans to do that. Well, yeah, well, well, I think it's because of um, the separation and lack of ownership and responsibility for the sins of the fathers that happened so long ago hmm. i have nothing to do with that why can't we just move on yeah but the thing is ask them about anything else in history that they're proud of and they're going to be all all up in it all up in the history sauce i mean look all of america gets up again i'm not american i apologize but for yeah. some reason when everybody mentions slavery it's like oh, i have nothing to do with that yeah that's long ago and also you know just after the civil war many of the nations many of the nation's plantations mm -hmm. tore down their slave quarters mm -hmm. because they just wanted to erase the fact that they even own them. So it started then. Yeah. I, I noticed that when I started to travel through the country mm -hmm. and visit historic sites and I was told these are all rebuilt. Yeah. It's, that's just really effed up. But, you know, in general, and then people bring up examples of like, well, but, you know, Africa was involved in the slave trade and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, this isn't about a guilt conversation or mm -hmm. who was first. It's about what has it done to right. this particular nation. Right. And the fact is, and yes, it still has to do with us talking about the movie, you people, and preferences and relationships and interracial relationships. Hello. Because no matter what it is, in this nation, there is a very large number of people that wouldn't be here unless that sin mm -hmm. had happened. Right. That's a fact. Right. Like, you know that your grandmother at the, what, fifth Oh, that my level? fifth, my fifth great-grandmother was purchased right off of a slave ship in Charleston Harbor around 1782. You know and the place where it happened? taken to Hilton Head Island. Yeah, you know her name, you know exactly when it happened. Oh, Abby and Cupid, my fifth great-grandparents. have that story, and for more generations actually than generations you know for mm -hmm. most of their generations they were owned by other people mm -hmm. they were enslaved right and so and that, that is a ago. fact that was not that long ago and that's that's a horrible sin that has been committed to black people and america has to fully acknowledge yeah. that and grieve that mm -hmm. and reconcile that mm -hmm. or america will never be a never be a healthy nation I'm i think our that. our national anthem should be a negro spiritual precious lord 
take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. Something like that. Hmm. Hey, because if we're all singing, if we're all if we're all singing that as opposed to oh say can you see the Star Spangled Banner. Promote slavery. Look, all I know, it should be something new. It should generally just, you know, there should be a reflection, a massive reflection of of a shift in this country, and it, and it needs to be big. And that's why discussing interracial relationships is always going to be a hot button so issue in this tough. country. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because we have people from all sides, and mind you, we are we are speaking about black and white, but. There are, there are more races. America is a melting pot. And most of us are pretty segregated. Absolutely. And again, if you're out there and you're in a an interracial relationship as two Americans or considering that, by no means are we discouraging you. We're here for you. What, what are we doing? We're not doing, we're not discouraging what? Uh, by no means are we discouraging any interracial relationships out there. Uh, How you know can what we I mean? discourage? I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying we're here for you. We're here to support you. We're here to... Um, we're rooting for you because we're rooting for love. I'm rooting for love. But However you get it, no matter what flavor it looks like, it could be yours. It could be another. I think the period. whole point is in love in general, you got to be honest. If you want a relationship to work, you're going to realize relationships are can be pretty hard work. Yeah. They're also a lot of fun, but they're hard work. Yeah. And they will bring out everything in you. The worst, the best, the deepest truth, the ugly, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. That's just what happens. And so in that sense, interracial relationships know fully what you're up to. That doesn't mean it can't happen. Love conquers all. It brings out the ugly in you, which is why it was very difficult for me to date white Americans. Of course. Because this ugliness is coming up and neither of us know how to deal with it in a mature way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because we always first go to protecting ourselves Mm or defending ourselves. Yeah. And that doesn't help mm-hmm. in an adult conversation. Yeah. So we feel you. And again, we're rooting for love here. This was a therapy session. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm glad. This is great. We're here for an hour. So we're going to wrap this up. Contact us. All the info is going to be on the screen. And if it's not, if you're just listening to us on the podcast, how can mm-hmm. people reach us there? Is there? You can email us at love life hacks show. At gmail.com. There's a teenager upstairs. There's a teenager if you're her, upstairs. It's okay. It comes with the program. Okay? Just, it's fine. We're definitely going to discuss step parenting. Yay. And we'll, yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I can actually say yay. You're I can't the, say yay now. You're such an amazing step mom. I know. Really I am now. And the teenager thinks so too. Mm, she does. Thank God. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> love Life Hack Show at gmail.com. Um, love Life Hack Show on Instagram. Love Life Hack Show on Facebook and YouTube. So contact us. Give us your questions. Give us your comments. Whatever you got. Yeah. If, if, if you're, if you're, if you think we messed up somewhere, give us that. Um, questions comments concerns agree disagree love shade whatevs it's black history month so we went there what are you gonna do all right
Amen. Let's just jump in. Oh, God. To another lovely episode of Love Life Hacks with your host, Tracy Love, and my husband, Chris Silver. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.